Welcome to Career Tools. This week, Getting Jobs in Government, Chapter 1. Folks, if you're going to apply for any job anywhere, we recommend you buy our interviewing series. We have hundreds of casts about all kinds of topics, but probably the ones that inspire the most ravenous uh, praise are our interviewing series. There are a total of 63 casts in the series. I believe the price is $150 US, and about 20 of those casts are actually paid. There are another 40 that are widely available, but if you buy the interviewing series, you can have all the show notes for them. Uh, we tell you what to do in astonishing detail, worrying about the big picture stuff. We'll tell you what to say and how to say it. We encourage you to take a look. Okay, Wendy, so we get asked all the time about applying for government jobs, which, by the way, we hear feedback all the time. All you do is talk about big public companies. No, we don't. Every bit of guidance we recommend is for big and small companies and governmental as well. There are some special it's rules for government. It's working for everyone. Yeah, it seems all to be working. Over the place. Yeah, and we've had every major division of the U.S. government and some foreign governments actually as clients of ours over the years. There are some differences. There are some similarities. And we're not going to be specific to any one system, but we want to go over the basics to help people understand because there are some naturally built-in frustrations that if people don't know about it or aren't aware of it, it will, it will drive them crazy. Yeah. I managed to work for the government for six months. Ah. And then I got fired. So if you don't think you can be fired from the government, you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I worked, I, I, I technically, I don't think, I, technically I was employed by the government for nine years uh, <laughs> for, for at the academy, which surprises people. You're actually a, an employee there and then uh, five as an officer. But I don't think this, we're not suggesting we're going to help people apply to be in the military, are we? No, no, no we're not. Okay, we're we're thinking about federal government, state government, and anywhere local government. that's yeah. sort of local government. Um, so the, the four sections that we're going to go over today are, yes, you have to follow the rules. Yeah, there's no shortcuts, are there? That's one no, of the things. No Having a buddy doesn't necessarily help a great deal. Okay. Use all the information you have. Okay. Be prepared for it to take forever. Yep. Worst part of the process. Yeah. And don't expect to negotiate. Yeah, well, we think that's easy, right? We tell people don't negotiate, but we many people still try. It, but there's even less there's even less point if, if you're yes. applying for, for a government position. Yeah. Okay, so this is our first cast. We're going to do more. It's our first chapter in the series. And and uh, I'm sure there are plenty of people who are upset, but, but you and I have talked about this before. You've just got to follow the process. You've got to follow the rules, right? Yeah. There's no way around it. And, and as a recruiter, when I was a recruiter in government, I wanted to break all the rules because I like to make my hiring managers happy. And I'd done that in all my other roles. And... Clearly, it didn't work. Um, in, in a corporate world, it's it's really easy. It's I'll use the word easy in quotes. It's easy right. to get a job. You just find someone you know. You tell them you're wonderful. They take your resume to the hiring manager <laughs> and they say, look, there's my friend Joe. He can do that job with his eyes shut. And the hiring manager says, oh, bring him in then. And there's an interview and then you've got the job. Right. Um, that That's actually how 80% of jobs are filled is through people's networks and, and through referrals. And that's what everyone should be working on, unless you want to work in the government, where, where because they're spending taxpayers' money, they have to have both fairness, like equality, and the appearance of fairness. And that means advertising the job. It means looking at the applications in a different way. It means interviewing in a different way. It means making the decision in a different way. 
And there is absolutely no point in going to your friend Joe and say, say, giving him your resume and say, hey, get me that job as, I don't know, on the city council because it won't work. Yeah, that that perception uh, and the willingness and the ability to defend that the process was blind in every way other than merit means that the old boys network doesn't exist. And what they want is not just to hire the best people, but to hire the best people with a process process that they can defend. And people disagree about processes. So there are lots of rules. There are lots of rules. First of all, one of the almost universal rules is that you can't submit a resume. If I submit a resume and Mark submits a resume and Danny submits a resume, you can see what we've all done, hopefully, because we've done our resumes right, but we'll all include slightly different information. So, you know, we might miss off our education or we might miss off some other piece of information like where we live or something. Not that anyone should be doing those things, but if you get three resumes, they tend not to have exactly the same information on it. So in government, they make you fill in an application form because that way they get exactly the same information from everyone. Any question they ask, they get the same answer. So if they ask for the date of birth, they get the date of birth from everyone as opposed to some people putting on the resume and some people not. Not that you would, but... Yeah, because on your resume, you get to put what you want. Exactly. Which may not be what they need. And it's definitely not what everybody else has based on what we've seen of resumes. Yeah, exactly. So they need to be able to compare. And in order to compare, they have to have everybody answer the same question. So the next thing that happens is once they have all the the applications in, they're scored. So each section has a point system. And either the people with the highest score or scores over a certain number are the ones that are that gets interviewed. So for example, if in the requirements it said you had to have a bachelor's degree, then you get one point for the bachelor's and you might get right. like an extra point for having a master's and so on. Each each requirement is scored against your application. And then once you're invited, the interviews take much longer. They tend to be day-long things with exercises and assessments because it's really hard to score interview answers as a bunch of hiring managers. When you've had some experience today, it's easy, but right. hiring managers tend not to sit in interviews you know, day after day after day, and so it's harder for them to score interview answers. But if we give you an exercise and we know what the answer is, then it's easy to assess, and that's what they're looking for so, okay. so that they can say it was fair. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. There's really little room for for maneuver. Like, you know, a VP could say, in a commercial company, a VP can say, um, oh, go down to HR and say, hey, I I found this bloke, Mike, on the street. He's a really good web designer, and I want him on my team. And HR really wouldn't, they'd be annoyed, but they just make the system work around the fact that the VP wanted to hire. That doesn't happen in the public sector. Right. Well, you know, it occurs to me now that many of these statements, uh, taking the individuality out of it, taking the network out of it, are almost built for the vast majority of people who don't want the system to include relationships and require networking yeah, and cover letters and resumes and so on. We can almost say now when people argue with us about what the way the process is and how to maximize your effectiveness in the process, for virtually everyone who gets frustrated by how most interviewing and hiring processes go, we should just say, well, go to work for the government. 
That yeah. system is built for literally taking you out of the system. And, and that, that sounds cynical, guys. I don't mean it that way. It's just that that's the way people talk. They talk as if, oh, I don't want to have to do a cover letter. And why can't they just see how great I am? And can't they see it from this resume? And the answer to that is always no. <laughs> do I have to go talk to someone? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you do. Um, are they going to ask me hard questions? <laughs> oh, no. No. And, they're, and by the way, the questions will be easy, and they're not going to pay you much. Um, that, that those, those two concepts go together. Uh, so the next thing you said was you want us to use all the information we have. Yeah. So that the good thing, I don't know that it's a good thing, but it is one thing that you notice in the public sector is you get a lot of information about the role, about what's required. Uh, so the prerequisites, what you have to have in terms of skills and experience for the role and the process. So I had a quick look on the USA Jobs site, which is the federal jobs website in the US. And there was a contract price analyst role. And this is a really long list. I'm going to breathe in the middle. They had job title, department, agency, hiring organization, salary range, dates the jobs open, series and grade, position information, duty locations, who may apply, job summary, travel required, relocation authorized and key requirements, duties, qualifications required, other requirements, conditions of employment, how you will be evaluated, benefits, other information, how to apply, required documents, contact information, and what to expect next. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a thousand percent more information that you would get um, on an yeah. advertisement for a commercial role. Yeah. And, and if you did some web searching, you could probably find even more because it tells you which department and you can go and find out what they're supposed to be doing and all that kind of stuff. The other thing too I found, folks, is that when you, I'm sure we're going to talk about this in a future chapter, but people in government often list their titles very precisely, even on LinkedIn. Yeah. So you can find the job and um, if the job is a particular title, you can search for that on LinkedIn and then narrow it down by location. And you can probably build an idea of what the person, well, certainly you could find out in many cases what the job was the person had before, what job they had after, and perhaps supplement this extensive list with actual real world stuff of what people said they actually did in the role. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you can make a list of all the requirements and all the other information you have. You can print it out and just check it off. You don't have to rewrite it unless you want. But you want to ensure that there's nothing in your application that undermines it and that everything that you read and your application are kind of um, complementary. Yeah, the, there's there's three parts, which is, okay, it, wants, it says all these things, so then therefore you should be able to show how you have all those things. You can't make anything up. And then you have to compare, okay, what might I have and what I'm submitting that would take away from that? You need to do both sides of that equation. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. So, so one thing, one other thing that, that government departments often have is mission statements. It's a kind of direction of feeling. This is how you're supposed to... This is how this government department uh, interacts with its audience, that's mm -hmm. not the right word, its customers, right. its clients. Its constituents, yes. That, okay. That's the word, thank you. So, for example, the Office of Intergovernment Intergovernmental Affairs, which is part of the VA, it says it serves as the department's liaison in all government intergovernmental affairs matters and is the primary contact with federal, state, local, American, Indian, and native Alaskan government officials. The mission of the IGA is to coordinate VA's participation in intergovernmental affairs initiative, including the White House-sponsored activities, and assess the issues and concerns of a state, local, and tribal of officials and the impact of the VA's action on their areas of jurisdiction. 
So that <laughs> it's really long, really complicated. But basically, they're saying that one of the things they don't want to do, one of the, one of the things the intergovernmental affairs department does is sort out the the issues that cross jurisdictions. So, for example, maybe there's something in the native Alaskan governments, something that they want to do that fights with what the VA want to do. And the department is there to kind of sort that fight out. And so when you write your application, you can keep that in mind that the overall goal of the department is to help sort out those kind of problems. And if you've had experience with them, or you can show work that you've done, which is about sorting out problems between departments or jurisdictions and communications and networks, relationship building. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Then you've just increased your your chances of getting a job. That is much like that. That's a pretty advanced skill when we when we talk to people about the process for typical large organizations, public organizations, corporate organizations is adapting your resume. To some degree, though, so few people do that, that if you're doing that, you're really setting yourself apart. Now, you can do that and not be right for the job. But one of the things about job searching, guys, is you either win because you win by 1% in 20 different things, or you lose by the what would be commonly called the death of a thousand cuts. Even if you're 10% better in something, especially in a governmental role, that won't do you very good if it's only one thing you're 10% better on. It'd be far better to be 1% better in 10 things. What that means is you have to contest in every area. You can't say, well, there are 17 things we're looking for. I'm the best in the one that I know is most important. The other 16, I'm not so good at. You're going to probably lose. And I know this sounds terrible and you may disagree with the process, but the process is the process. And we don't recommend ideal, we don't make recommendations for an ideal world. We make a recommendation for the nasty, dirty, brutish and short real world that we live in. And the fact is, it's better to win by a little bit in everything. Yeah. If you have to get 17 points and there's 17 categories, there's no way any public sector system will me uh, will allow you to have 17 points in one category and none in the other none. 16 and interview exactly. you. Exactly. just won't happen. Good. Okay. And now we, you, you already shared that, that, that it's going to take a long time. It is going to take forever. So there's all these extra processes that the public sector HR and hiring managers have to go through. They have to go through... Score, scoring an application is probably a 30 minute job, even if you're, even if you've done the role a couple of times before and you know what you're looking for. That's much different to a hiring manager taking a two minute look at your resume and going, yeah, he's done the stuff I wanted him to do. Right. Um, so that even in itself, the, the, the application and reading it takes, I don't know, I can't do the math, but a lot longer. So it, it really does take a lot longer. And the, the, the length of time that, um, positions are open for applications tends to be longer because they want to make sure that everybody who wants to apply and has the ability to apply has applied. So even that, you know, these things that are right at the beginning of the process, they tend to take longer. It's also the rare governmental manager because it was certainly for many of you in the last 10 years or so, the market has been slower for hiring. Um, you don't get nearly as much benefit as a governmental uh, manager for having a bench. 
it's much harder to have a bench. One of the reasons that the average length of time that a job closes in the corporate world is a bunch of smart managers have a bench and they know when they're going to have an opening. And the opening's filled the moment it's open because they get the requisite. They literally know who they want to hire, and they've done all the work in advance. Yes, they need to satisfy HR, but fundamentally, it's about having an open requisition. In the government, the process and the opening conspire the other way and cause it to be much longer. There's no bench usually, and so therefore the process starts when the opening first becomes available. Because even if I'm the best friend of the hiring manager in the government. I can't go any faster, so therefore the hiring manager just isn't motivated. Whether that's good or bad doesn't matter. It just is. Um, and so it's just going to take a lot, 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 lot longer. And so you've got to plan months sooner. The idea that, oh, I'm going to take a job in the government. Okay, so do you have five months? It just, uh, that's, yeah. I think our minimum was 18 weeks, which is exactly five months. That was our minimum. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, that, that's kind of ours here too. So, Guys, you can't resign and say, I'm going to do a job search and hope for the job search process that you've used in the corporate world or in the public sector, in the for-profit world, or even the non-profit world, the non-governmental non-profit world. You can't expect the, the process to be similar. And so, therefore, people make a, an error. Uh, with And this information is available. So you got to give yourself time. You've got to go through the process while you're employed. Yeah. And, and don't resign until you have a start yeah. date. And if you need a job to pay your rent this month, don't look at the government. Yeah. <laughs> there's, plenty, there's plenty of benefits to working in the public sector, but paying your rent quickly is, is not, one of not them. something, you know, yeah. And the last thing is no negotiation. Don't expect to negotiate. Yeah. So the pay range is normally posted on the advertisement. Pay ranges in public sector are very open. They want everybody to know how much everybody else is getting paid so that everybody knows everything is fair. It's a matter of public record. It is. Yeah. Um, it's usually lower in the public sector than it is in the private sector, the actual salary, but the benefits tend to be better. So I have a friend who works for the government here, and I think she's now on about 53 days holiday, which is a uh, vacation, which is just mental. Um, wow. She even gets a day off for the Queen's birthday. Wow. So, yeah. And, and all of this is relatively fixed. It's, it's all about fairness, and it's about not wearing people out and you know they don't yep. let you work a whole lot of overtime and so because they don't they want you to have a, a home life that's part of being a model employer which is what the which the government, government says wants. they want no exactly yeah so you don't have any room and don't expect it to be different it's just going to be that way um there may be bonuses there may be more benefits um but your salary is going to be your salary and everybody's going to know what the range of your salary is and if you stay in the same role for 10 years you could very quickly be topped out at the, the top end of the salary range. Uh, and that's not something that's necessarily so elsewhere. And you need to consider that when you're thinking about your career choice. Good. Okay, wrap us up. So, yes, you have to follow the rules. Use all the information you have. Be prepared for it to take forever. And don't expect to negotiate. Yeah. The public sector is really different from the commercial sector in the approach and the actions that are taken in during the hiring. So if you're moving from the commercial to the public sector, you've got to get your head round. This is why they do it their way. And it's, 
it's gonna be different and I'm gonna have to do it their way. It's the only way to, to live within the system. And frustration is one of the verboten emotions in a career search. Getting frustrated about the process or the way the game is played is not gonna help you be more effective. It's just not. So learn the playing field you're playing on and play by those rules. Absolutely. Good. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks. Bye, everyone. That's it, everybody. Hope that helped you. We get this question often. We hope we got you started on figuring out how you could do that. Come back next week.